Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rebranding American Culture Podcast, the show where we take people who typically disagree with each other and let them fully rationalize their opinions in the public square and hash out the details. My name is Corin, a conservative, and I have my co-host, Prince, who is a moderate slash unpolitical person. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Today's episode is called The Expansion of Black Culture. I would like to welcome our guest to the stand if he would like to... In- What's the word? Uh, <laughs> Introduce himself. <laughs> Introduce himself. There we go. All right. What's up, everybody? Um, Derek Pollard here. Um, I don't know. I don't know what type of intro I should give. Really. Um, Just in uh, Detroit, you know your name. What you do? Yeah. I go to Wayne State. I am a singer and conductor, and I know a lot about African American history. So this should be interesting. I'm also thankful for. The bros here inviting me. Appreciate it. Good to see. You. All right. So uh, first, first topic. This one's a funny one. It's like, uh, are you tired of like the people of color and just nonsense? Like, do you, like, like, there's like every couple of years, it's like we're just trying to refresh. Like, what term is it okay to call black people? Do you think we should just like quit with the nonsense and just like, okay, we're black, we can stop. We're done. We don't have to go back and forth with this anymore. Um, yeah. I don't I don't see why some people feel the need to say that we shouldn't call ourselves black. I think that's kind of contradictive considering that's your history, that's your roots. I mean, we come from slaves, literally. And the people that deny it is it's kind of um it's interesting to me. It really is, you know. And it's primarily the mixed people at times, you know. You think so? I, at times, I do think so. Just do shots. I only mix one in the podcast. Nah, because I mean, you could you can be a a mixed breed that um fully just doesn't recognize their blackness or you could be like logic and make whole songs and make even an <laughs> album about how black you are although you're only half that so uh yeah because honestly to me people of color is just a different way to say color people <laughs> yeah i don't i don't call myself a person of color i'm black simple it's like listen i'm black straight up Either you like it or you don't. We good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just don't call me. You call me the N word and a Negro. (laughs) See, see, and here, here's the thing about the N word, right? You know, like don't nobody use Negro in in like modern context. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. But the N word for me, at least, is a little bit touchy. You know, I know that certain. Um, white people have said it in the past. Eminem, Justin Bieber, Justin Justin name. Bieber said it. Yeah, I didn't know that. This was like when he was like young, young. It was a oh. video out. Yeah, and oh, yeah. I, we all did stupid things when we were young. For me, I think I'm with the majority that only think that we should be allowed. Excuse me to say the word. You know, I I really feel like if any other race says it, because like I live in Southwest Detroit. Southwest Detroit yeah. is full of the Spanish. 
Um, I go to a barber shop over on Michigan Avenue. That's don't ran, yourself up, that's ran fully by Spanish people, and I they say the end word. Spanish community. Yeah, yeah, I love it over here. But they have um, a bunch of barbers, primarily Spanish, saying nothing but the N word over here, and I'm and I look at them crazy inside. I like okay, wow. but I don't say nothing though because technically it's it's like I give them a pass because it's only me, right? <laughs> you know, I want to mess my hair up. <laughs> that too, that too, definitely. You know. But that's just that's me. A, yeah, that's a good segue topic. Like, like, how do you feel about the N word? Like, for me, it's like I don't really care. Like, I understand. Like, for some people, like how they feel about it, like the emotionally charged history. But for me, I think the only way to move forward is to be like, listen, this is a word. It has no power over me. Like a lot of people, when you ask them, like, if, like if someone said the N word and you didn't approve them saying it, how would you react? And a lot of people would act have said they would act violently. And, like, the thing is, if someone, like, truly says the N-word to be derogatory or to be hateful, for you to act in a violent way only proceeds to continue their negative notion towards people of our color. So I feel like in order for us to move past, like, things like this and to stop giving people who are having a negative feeling towards black people power, because the thing is, if the people who disenfranchise you become disenfranchised, well, guess what? They don't have any more power now. Because of everything they do, if we do it, like, especially things that are, like, almost non-consequential, like words. Six and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. So if we continue to let this word hold power over us, well, we'll never be able to continue to grow as a people. So, like, I understand people who don't want to hear it. Like, just because I say I don't care, don't go flying it. But that leaves, yeah. like, a segment, like, if you could take the N-word out of your vocabulary. Okay, now, before which, you continue... Yeah. I have my I have a question here now. Um, let's see. Me personally, I couldn't care less who uses the N word towards me. Yeah, I, for me, it's like it's like the the A is I don't mind. It's the E R oh, yeah, because yeah, there's a major difference there. And even oh. with the A, it's it's still kind of touchy for me. No, for me, the, it's the, like with the, the A, like we've like re, like rebranded it to like be like more of like a positive thing and then like we like we're like dominant and like the entertainment industry and things like that so people of all different colors are hearing this word be used commonplace everywhere in media on tv like on tv a lot of the times the n-word is not blurred and it's just like if once they this becomes part of the mainstream as we because i i remember back when not I don't remember, but I remember people be like I wish like black music was more mainstream that we weren't like taken as extreme. But it's like once this like comes forward into the mainstream, I you gotta kinda expect that more people are gonna use this word. Okay, how do you now let's see. If it's if it's wrong for someone who's not black to use the word, whether it be A or E R, why do you use it? Or why do like any of us use it? If it was made to be derogatory towards us, why incorporate that word into our vocabulary? Well, here's here's the thing: we don't use the ER version <laughs> as like 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 real talk. We don't use it. Like there's a there's a distinct difference between the ER and the A. 
the ER yeah, is more derogatory. ER towards me because like the ER, you're purposely doing it. If you right. A well, then we've like incorporated into mainstream society. I don't think we should be that wrapped up in it. Right like, now, so like you should like it all is about how you say it. You know. Right now, I I wanted to be very clear. I am not condoning the use of either. Yeah. Right, as far as any other um, race or ethnicity goes. But for us in particular, you know, to those of us that don't use it, I commend you guys, you know. It, and a lot of times they don't use it out of just respect and the known history. But for, but for some of us, like... I'll put myself out on the spot like myself and uh, many, many others. We use it, you know, just like slang, regular slang for the yeah. culture and everything. American vernacular. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the word now that we're going. But yeah, that leads on to the, like, the, the, the side topic. Like, if you could take it out of your vocabulary, would you and why? Yeah, because... I don't I don't even use it that much. You know, it it really if if I was to just flat out take it out of my vocabulary that I use on a day-to-day basis, I wouldn't have a problem with it at all. You know, it's yeah. it's not that big of a deal to me to where I'm like, "Oh my god, I can't say the n-word." Really? Like you have this white is a- skin for a day. Like, this is a dark day, all right? No, I'm not going to react like that. I know a lot of people (laughs) could not make it. (laughs) A lot of people could not, very much so. But, you know. I'd be fine without using it because still... um, I I only use it out of anger, really, now, most times. Now I really only use it out of anger, so... Well, not the ER, yeah, it's the like, head, but I don't. I've already yeah. tried. To, I'm already moving towards no longer using it, so it wouldn't really make a difference if I just couldn't use it. It just, it's just another day. Just move forward. Yeah, for me, like I would because, like, I wouldn't. I know I wouldn't have used it if I wasn't raised around it. Because, like, when I was when I was younger, I was all about like the King's English. I just I read books, I didn't watch TV, I didn't associate with a lot of people. So, like. I remember, like, when I was younger, I was called white. I was called white boy because, like, I only spoke the King's English. And it was just, like, as, like, a way to fit in. That's when I began using, like, slang and stuff like that. Like, if I was, like, and, like my mom has been calling me an N-word since day one. I was an N-word when I was young, when I'm old. <laughs> All my family had called me the N-word. But it was, like, if I, I knew, like, I, if I wasn't, like, raised around it, I would have never used it. I think yeah. I think in terms of just like as a society, we ain't gonna never reach a point where we just like you know what if you say the n word, whatever. It's like yeah, like it's not gonna become the next curse word. Like it's not gonna be like the new that or something like that. Where like we just don't care. It's just a word we say now. So I think yeah. like if we're if we're not gonna allow other people to say it, I think we should just let it go as well. Like just like phase out of vocabulary. Because like from like an outsider looking in, it probably does look weird that like we calling like each other like this word that's been repurposed from something negative to something positive, but other people can't use it. Like, is it like 
I could see like from the outside's perspective how that could be, how that could possibly be confusing, even though mm-hmm. there is a history behind it. So I think like for me, it's just like I'm trying my best to phase it out. But it's it's been there for a little while, so it's gonna take me time. But I want to phase it out like completely, like like you must you you a, you will find gentleman. You ain't my whatever. <laughs> I feel it. I think uh, now we can do a good section of. Let's see here. Let's step step into like black music and history stuff like that like not black history but like black music black music history like how black music shapes like the culture and like the community today like yeah. how would that be different compared to now okay take it away because i'm not that big into it. that's more of a you and prince thing like i'm not what as was, big into what was it? it as i it was a how does like how does like black music affect black culture and the community as well as like the overall state of just like I say we focus on like American culture in general. Like how does it change oh. compared to like today to now? Like how does it how does it affect the black community? Hmm. Well, that sounds like a well, King Von situation. It, um, I was I wasn't, but um. I, I guess eventually we can go there. Um, for me, how it impacts Black culture, it if there's one thing that our culture in particular is known for, it's our music. You know, it can it can very well be said that uh, music wouldn't be as popular as it is today if it wasn't for us and our artists and our culture and everything like that, you know, um, in some cases would be like a different form because like you can see in like several genres, how like things that might've originally been of like black creation. Yeah. You can see how in certain genres, like say electronic dance music, like how when they do buildups and drops, there's a trap stare involved. That's like really tight and punchy. Compared yeah. to like a normal drum snare from an acoustic drum kit, so you can see how tiny pieces have been taken and incorporated into newer music. Yeah, and you can see, and it may not be fully known, but our culture consists of more. Excuse me. Our culture consists of more genres of music than we actually think it does. You know. Of course, we have rap, we have R&B, we have jazz, we have gospel, um, we have reggae. Those are the five most we well-known things like reggae and dancehall. Because, like, I don't know if like we separated like between like African Americans, like as black and then, like African immigrants bringing that. Yeah, well, reggae is more along the lines of the culture. Dancehall is kind of like reggae mixed with techno in a way. I believe doesn't like dancehall like has like influence for like um I think like more Puerto Rican and stuff like that. Yeah, I might be, I might be confused. Like, don't call me out on. But yeah, know, like a lot of these things are just like really multicultural. Yeah, and so like people, we many of us do not realize rock started with us. 
yeah, Ch- Chucky, Chucky Berry. Like we don't like yeah. how rock, like we created rock and roll, and then like yeah, got more popular. Then rock was formed. And hard rock. Was formed. Um, what else? Um, classical, yeah. classical music. We have roots in classical music. I've never heard of that before. Beethoven is partly African. Remember that. I thought I heard like that was false. I don't know. I like mm-hmm. to like research it more, but like there was like a big like conspiracy going on. That, like he was like super black. And yeah. Like, no. It's yeah. Like, and even and well, even then, if we're not looking at classical, you look at the spiritual aspect of things. Well, there are when, there are a few black composers dealing with um. Yeah, there are. I'm not yeah, yeah. Like you look at, I know for me, considering that um, I've studied many of these guys, you look at composers like um, I'm thinking more modernly here, like yeah. a Hall Johnson, a Moses Hogan, Stacy Gibbs, Undine Smith Moore in that realm. What a name! Yeah, <laughs> I love I love Moses. Yeah, God rest his soul. Um, oh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> Not only. And for the older ones, yeah. people like Francis Johnson, George Walker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. You know, but yeah, I, I... Interesting seeing that. Like, just seeing, like, how so many different cultures, like, every, like, little part can be taken and influenced. Yeah. Okay. You know, so, um, and then even if you look at the modern aspect of things, you know, with artists like Michael Jackson, who arguably is the most popular artist ever, you know, you look at, yeah, you look at Stevie Wonder, who, in my opinion, and I think Prince holds this too, is the greatest artist we've ever seen (laughs) in the genre. Am I wrong about that, or <laughs> are we in agreement? I stand with you. Yeah, because I would um, agree. Like he's been monumental. Yeah, and like influencing a lot of things, especially for younger artists growing up. Like, what did they listen? They listened to Stevie Wonder in order to get their influence for their music. Yeah, and then you have somebody like a Marvin Gaye, who, for lack of a better term, broke down so many social barriers with just one album. Yeah. And I'm talking about what's going on here. You know, the way that impacted Black culture and America as a whole in the 70s. And it's still, like, really, like, showing... today. Yeah, it's it's really showing this impact even now in 2020. You know, it's amazing to me. That like music is universal, like it's its own language. So you know, people being able to create things from it is always going to be part of the social, like the social atmosphere and how things change and how we create and how we move on forward. Yeah, and you know, it's because of those three names and many others, obviously, that we have some of the big big stars in music today, like the Beyonces, the Weekends. Um, the Bruno Mars of the world. And in many cases, it's a good thing. Yeah. But while we have, while we have (laughs) those. You got like that big hate from like, 
from that one song, and then he just started. Now, while we have those from the past times, the soul, R and B, all of those artists, then you have rap that's cut off. It's um like in its own circle, its own little space. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, especially with the I would I would throw out who I feel are the three most the three biggest um rappers ever. Obviously Tupac, right. yeah. Nas, and then lastly, who I feel is the greatest, Jay Z. Um, you know, all of their influence, majority of it has been good, but not all of it. And like we like we're talking a lot about like older artists. Like that leads to like the top. Like, do you think the current state of like rap and stuff like that is destructive? Like, to because ones, the, like the, the problem with it, with it now is just before with the Pac, the Nas, the Jay Z, Biggie, all of those. They had a um, like Jay Z specifically. Okay, so he uh, his early music was not something I would say you would want to be influenced by. But as he got yeah. older and like time went on it like became more like, from, like it became more mature or like like with uh with a Tupac now some songs I wouldn't say yes listen to it like go and do this like hit him up no I, I listen to it no nope. I listen to it but I wouldn't say go and like move forward <laughs> with that idea but he has songs like yeah like I was baby or keep your head up or any of those yeah. so before back then you I had a time like where they were used to be a story a time where they where was like able to saw progression it was able to influence and have it be a good direction now like it was like it was moving forward like you saw like hit him up to now we're talking about things like single motherhood now, and stuff like that with brenda's got a baby see. but i feel like now it's like we like you stick in like that one like place and if you try to like improve or like continue on that path like you're shunned for it now, yeah. so you have the rappers, um, modern rappers, who the influence they they're they're giving isn't is it's not in a good direction. And though they're though they're rapping, and they're, they're rapping and going means. along and speaking on the life that they lived, the words that they're spitting and releasing out isn't really yeah. It's not. It's it's doing more harm than help yeah and and i i think that above anything really is why it's been so hard for me to like really get into a lot of the modern rap you know i you know i mean don't get me wrong i listen to kendrick and cole and joey obviously yeah but like the more like modern like people who are always in the mainstream and like yeah like it took me forever to get into pop smoke and nipsey hustle it took me forever to get into xxx tentacion yeah it took me it took me a while to get into x and then um like take a look at people like the baby and like and be a young boy yeah like (laughs) consideration and don't give me don't get me started on young boy because Now, Prince already know how I feel about though, him. Man. Though Young Boy is one of the one of my more enjoyable like people who I listen to and actually enjoy and listen to, I cannot say that his music is saying anything good or saying like move forward, move positive in life. No, it's I not feel like there's life. like this shunning like towards black people moving out of like the hood mindset. It's sort of like this very like tight 
like bond like you can't break it or else you're shunned or else you're a seller that like, reminds me of the fact that time, um like someone blows up to, they gotta stay in the hood like if you leave you with the image that the hat rappers have like let's see uh tupac he dated madonna now he broke up did tupac he, dated he split with madonna because yes he, did. he didn't want i know that uh, he didn't want their their relationship to harm his image towards what is uh his community that's that i didn't know everybody's been with madonna though yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Tupac was with Madonna, Michael Jackson was with Madonna, Prince was with Madonna. Like she, she been from the streets for the longest. But you know, rappers, you have to have an image that they've set that they've built themselves on. That's been built like uh, like in L.A. Chopper, he was built on. Um, I don't know how you, I don't know what his style of music be. I just know I associated with NBA YoungBoy. So NBA, like, you know. would you say? I guess you could call it trap. Okay. Let's say trap. Yeah, it, it counts. Nelly Chopper, trap music. Now, he had the album Cottonwood and Top Shotter. And then he switched yeah. it all and had his last album, Light to Dark, where he tried to uh, go into a more spiritual lane. Ain't that it's an Emily Chopper one that's been like real woke. Yeah. They call him like Emily Chopper yeah. now. So you have him, his, his image, and like he was built on like a street like person, but now he's moving towards something else. Not a lot of rappers or artists, but rappers specifically, they don't change and move forward or shift in what they do in fear of harming the image they are. A lot have. more on the community rather than the artists. Like how many are like how many times like do you hear about a young artist who's on the come up ends up dead because they stayed in the hood because they didn't want to be a sellout? Like how many times are we gonna hear about people? Ended up dead on the streets because instead of like taking the like the money like they, they've rightly earned by being popular and able to grow a, as a brand, it's like well if you don't stay in the hood or if you don't give back to your community, which to a lesser degree, but like if you don't stay in the hood and you don't maintain that hood image, well then you're gonna get shunned. People are not gonna listen to your music because now you're a sellout and you are less functional. Well. Here's the thing, you know, there are those that are like that, but even even the ones that, you know, like come out from the streets and end up really trying to like start on what can be seen as their version of the right path, you know, even even them, even those people, those select people can sometimes end up in tragedy, you know? Yeah, I'm not, like, dismissing saying that it, it can't happen. Yeah, like Nipsey Hussle. Because whenever you Pop smoke, there's going to be people who want to hate on them. And then, and then, obviously, X, who, at that point, was really trying to, like, make a change, turnaround. Controversy, yeah. Yeah, you know. But those three in particular, they were doing so much good for not just hip-hop but for their communities whether it be in new york or um crenshaw or down in florida yeah you know it's like all about like once you like start trying to do good with your platform and like you breaking out of like that really like hood or like gangster image it's like people don't like that at all a lot of do not like that. And then with the music that some of them make with the exclusion of X, 
um, it's like you're attracting it, like you're pulling it towards you. Yeah. Well, can't can't necessarily say the exclusion of X because no, I only say ex- exclusion because like his music compared to Pop Smoke or Nipsey Hussle is very different. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll, I'll give you that. I'm not like, not saying like he's excluded entirely, but just like just based off of the music that they're making, the energy that you bring to you, and the energy that people expect yeah. you to have. What do you think is like the biggest problem that has come out of things, like not even just modern, but just like in general? Like, cause like we can talk a lot about like the good that has came from like black music and like rap specifically. Like, what do you think is like one of the worst things that have come out of it? We refuse. Is this one from? This is for like I know like these these um topics are. We refuse to to let go of the ignorance. That's. Yeah, I I would say that like and and this day and this goes all the way back to, and I I hate to keep bringing them up like this in sort of a negative light because I have so much love and respect for him. But Tupac, in in a sense, has a lot to deal with that. You know, after his death in particular, it started a splur of rappers trying, trying their best to really be like him. You know, I... I I look at DMX. I look at 50 Cent. I look at Ja Rule. DMX is a different breed. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I mean. Anybody that came yeah, out after they, um, 1990, I want to say 1990, or no, 1995, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even Biggie, too. Biggie and Jay. You know, because of what they were talking about how they were portraying themselves and especially how Pac was portraying himself, you know, because at one moment he's a really nice guy and the next moment, the next moment he's saying F you, 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 and you F everybody. He's holding guns, throwing up gang signs, all of that. even spoke on that in the interview. Yeah. I I would also like say like, that's like, like not like dismissing it, but like at the same time, like that was a different time in the black community. Yeah. Like, I I think the big thing is like comparing that to like also bringing it to now, like to modern standards. Only thing- yeah, and even now, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Even now, with um, who else? Um. I would say Nipsey right before he died. You know, you have other rappers. Um, like I would throw Chief Keef in there. Um YG. you have a YG too, yeah, definitely. You have a lot of the rappers here here in Detroit, you know, and I and I like a lot of them, you know, Sada Baby, T Grizzly. Yeah. Um, FNBDZ, you have a lot of those guys, you know, that are really like out here and they're literally rapping what they're living, you know. And there is some of them who rap what they don't live. Yeah. (laughs) Now, I don't know where Pac falls along that line because, again, none of the three of us, we may have done as much research as we need 
about yeah, him, but we own. don't know for sure. You know. I think it's even worse when like people like they get on the train, they start rapping about stuff they haven't lived. Cause at least when like when you, you lived it, like now you're making music based off of your lived experience. But like when you like just jump on the train and you start talking about stuff you've never lived or experienced, I feel like that only serves to add towards this negative influence on like black youth and like the population in general. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm going to I'm going to. Is it okay if I shift over? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, because this raises this raises a lot of good points with all of the issues in music. So, um, for me, pers- particularly because of who I've been listening to as of late, um, do you guys think that a person's sexuality affects? how you listen to their music. See, my, my original answer I had was going to be yes, but I assumed that it was, I, I assumed that you were about to say like the general, like the, like the, like, uh, I thought you were going to pop like everybody as a whole. Like me, I specifically, Tyler again. <laughs> me specifically, I, I don't know. I've never really, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really care about it, but yeah. And then it's like, so, see, now it's, it's certain things that you just like, you just might, like, you shouldn't. I don't want to hear. Like, like I was talking, yeah. I was talking, uh, Derek, I was talking to you about it with Biggie. It's like, you think, I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to hear that. Right? <laughs> like, I don't want to hear what you might do with somebody's dad. I don't want to hear anything. Yeah. Like, will it affect how I, yeah. like, will I be like, oh, he gay? I don't want to listen to it. No, that's not what I would do. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like for me, it's like it's it's don't it's not even like it doesn't come like the big thing for me is like we need to, like people just in general like this is like the entire like American culture like we need mm-hmm. to like qu- quit like putting these labels on ourselves and that being like the only part of our personality like when I hear yeah. a good piece of music I'm not thinking well this guy is black this guy is or like this guy is gay this girl is trans whatever I I don't care like. You can make and like not saying like you can't make music that stems from those topics, but like even when like you're not trying to like make music, bringing about stuff like that, it's like yeah. you know it doesn't matter. For example, like, yeah, so creative. I don't know like, if we were talking about black artists specifically, but like for example, you have like I listen to Elton John and I enjoy myself. I do too. <laughs> I listen, I've listened to I'm you know I brought. Yeah, I brought this whole situation up because of two artists primarily. And um, I don't know if, Prince, I don't know if you've been keeping up with me on Snap or anything, but I've been listening to a lot of Prince lately. And, um, you know, I, I understand why some people can't get into him because he has this whole androgynous thing going on with him and for many many years it was questioned um as to whether he was gay whether he was straight or whether he was bisexual or something like that and my thing about it has always been it shouldn't matter you know tyler made igor last year it shouldn't matter that he is kind of like in between. Did he did he say whether he was or not? Do either of y'all know? He the idea of it. Yeah, I don't but know. No. He, he, yeah. just, he just tried to say. 
Yeah, yeah. it's true. But like when you hop on flex with that freestyle, I'm like, yeah, I don't <laughs> freestyle, hear that. But like, even with like Tyler the Creator dancing around and deciding what he wants to be or trying to play with or what we think he is, Igor, or if, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but Igor, I love that album. It was it was cool to me. Yeah. I didn't, I, I, I didn't care what's going on with him. Prince, yeah. me personally, I don't listen to him a lot, but I like his music. I don't care about what's yeah. going on. Yeah, and I feel the same way, you know, because I've been listening to Prince heavily, heavily, and I'm like, and it just, and it just strikes me odd. I'm just like, this man makes phenomenal music. I haven't heard like one bad album from this dude. Why is he not talked about just as much as Michael and Stevie and the rest of those guys? Because, like, it's oh, a shame. A, like how Jaden Smith, like when Jaden Smith was wearing skirts. And people would like despise or talked about him for Prince with somebody. He yeah. Really, yeah. He didn't really um, care about what he wore. It was just like, this is what I'm deciding to wear. So he's wore. Heels. Yeah, I feel like like some people like, like do it, it for attention, and like some people just do it. Prince went on. Prince went on the VMAs one time wearing an all yellow outfit, and the cheeks were cut out in his. Yellow pants. Yeah, like he, yes, like he, he did. Out with everything. That's not, he's not even the only artist to wear females clothing. Yeah. But what I what I was yeah, confused no. to see uh, X has worn females clothing, but he doesn't get as much backlash, as much trash talk as say a Prince or Jaden Smith does or did. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess it's because. The way that X acted didn't necessarily um, coincide with what he may have wore from time to time. With Prince and Jaden and Tyler, there were times where they would act how, act alongside what they were wearing. And that's what sort of threw people off. With X, you didn't really get that. I think that leads into like a like a larger like this topic like like the like the the big rift between the black community and then the LGBT LGBTQ community. Excuse me, don't get me canceled on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> but like, there's like a large rift in between black people and then LGBTQ people. I'm just gonna call them gay. Uh, well, okay, so I mean, I <laughs> but that. it's like I think like that stems from like a lot of things. Um, for me, growing up, my mother kind of she kind of raised me to hate gay people. Like she kind of raised me to be like anybody that's not like us, there's like straight, then they're just not meant to be. They're not meant to be here. There's something dealing with the devil. They gotta go. They gotta burn. That's how I was raised. Now, up until similar, up until ninth grade. That's how I moved. So, like, gay, bad, bisexual, bad, lesbian, bad. Like, that's just how it was. Now, I really couldn't care less. As long as you ain't, like, if you're homosexual, as long as you ain't trying to push that on me, like, um, I don't want you to be pushing your sexuality on me, whatever you may be. Just be, like, be, like, just act normal. Just, like, be, be like, don't gotta be like me. Just be you. Just don't push you on me. Like, I don't. I don't care what you. Yeah, I was yeah. like raised in like a similar way. Yeah, to like like listen, like 
like people like my family, like the older people like in my family, they was dropping F bombs, calling people S whatever, just because like the way your hair was, like the type of clothes you wore, like you were just yeah. less of a man. And I mostly like I did I experienced it like from a side of like the male like part of my family, but like I think like for me it was a lot different because I experienced it a lot from the female side of my family. I think a lot of yeah. people bring up like how their father was. Like I look, I heard it more mostly from like the females. And then I hear family. a lot where they be, like when they say if you're a male and you've grown up, you grow up around mostly females and you turn like you become homosexual or something to that nature. Yeah, there's like a lot of just like these negative like ideas where like and like um because like for me like I was growing up like I like I'm out of my business I ain't talking for real like because I'm a very like private person like if I like the average person ain't gonna know what I'm doing how I'm moving like that's and like there would be points where like my mom would be like are you gay and like she would ask me that like in all consideration I'm like and I look at her like why did you ask it's like you know, <laughs> Cause I'd be looking like, like first of all, it doesn't matter, and like second of all, like I don't see like why like are you asking like such like a like afraid tone, and it was just like just and like for me like hearing that and like being asked that like not only led to like a negative blow towards me as self esteem, but it also lead me to, it opened me up to like learning about like the LGBT community like earlier than like a lot of people. Because like I'm like listen like how can these people be like such terrible people? Because like what? Because like I was big like I was quiet but I was rebellious. Like if somebody said something, I'm like that might be true, that might not be. I'm gonna take it with a grain of salt half the time. And so yeah. and it was just another big thing in the black community is like the only way you can be homosexual is if you're like sexually assaulted. Like that's not gay. true. Of course, it's not true. I'm not saying it's true. But like, that was like, I, hearing that, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Now, I do have a strong sense of, uh, not a strong sense of, I have a strong admiration for those of the LGBTQ community. Why? Because I admire the bravery. Like, like they just stand, like, like, this is what I am. Even though it's a dangerous place to just be like, this is what I am. Let's just do it. You could, Especially be, put, like, you could be put in harm's way, but you're just doing it. Because me, being straight, I've had times where I've been scared to talk to a female, right? So I'm just like, I, 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 I admire the going on. I admire that. Imagine going to talk to another dude, man. I can't, I can't imagine because like I've met like gay people, like some like because like for me it's just like I don't like it when females are flamboyant, so I'm not gonna like it when you are. That's not me having a negative stereotype towards gay people. That's just me not liking the character trait because I'm like the type of person that like, I like things low key. I don't want to hear like your entire life if I barely know you. And like I like keeping it low key. I like keeping it chill. Why do you gotta be loud and boisterous sometimes? But it's just like listen, like I've met a lot of gay people that are like, just cool people. Like I just talked to them. Like, like how is like how is this this life? And it's like just hearing like the negative things they go through. Like it's very humbling hearing that. Like cause like me. I'm black. I'm conservative. So I experience my own challenges there. Like at the end of the day, that's just my ideas. That's not people's livelihoods. That's not people like this. Every like down to like the, the people you love. I think that's a very 
hard thing to get over. Right. Okay. And and so for me in particular, you know, um, I think Prince knows this, but my best friend is a gay female. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so um, of course I'm in firm support of her. Um, 100%. Um, you know, I know her story and I'm not going to like put her business out there, um, at all. But, um, yeah, she, I understand that she has been through a lot, um, having to like really like process things and really getting her family to like, um, having to like tell them and for them to like really like accept it. It hasn't been the easiest for her, you know? So I, so I understand a lot of their pain because, um, yeah, for me, like I understand, like I, I can't, I can never like understand like it completely. Cause like, I'm not going through it, but like I can like respect you and like have empathy for you because I was also an outsider. Like I was, I was white boy. I was questioning, are you sure you, like, are you, like, do you want to be white? Like, are you sure you identify as black? Like, just, like, having a, being, like, a part of that huge outsider mentality just because, like, possibly the way I think and, like, the way I hold myself to a higher regard. But, like, just hearing, like, the way, like, especially in the black community, how we separate people so quickly if we do not fit the overarching stereotype is just amazing to me. Now, I mean, and I, when I'm, and like, of course, it's like in other communities, but I think in the black community, it's a really large. For me, one. dealing with anybody that LGBTQ, I spoke to a, a great deal of them. I spoke to homosexual males, not really homosexual females, because a lot of them were real sensitive and got mad at me, even though I was never trying to offend nobody. I just, I just wanted to understand. But, um, man, like I've talked to transgenders before, so I understand. Can't relate, but I understand. So I have like no hate for him. Because sometimes I kind of wish that I knew more, like actually knew. Because even though I talked to some, they we're not friends because we just didn't talk that much and get to that level to really know each yeah. other. So, yeah. like um, like yeah, this um brings me back to like a topic we were talking about, like like some of the most destructive things from like that um rap head brother. Like I think one like the largest just overarching issues in the black community that stops us from going very far. And that I think now it's like expanding out a lot more to people of other different communities is there is a huge rift between black men and black women. Yeah. And I, I believe that a lot of it has to do with, um, a lot of it has to do with homosexuality. You know, there are, there are men being attracted to men instead of women. There are women being attracted to women instead of men. It's a, it's sort of a double-edged sword, but yeah. there's also I obviously see, like, a lot of it, like, um, like coming from like like just culturally like how time shifts. Like, like I think like one of the largest bases is like for me, like seeing into it is like the separation between the black mother and black father through the socioeconomic political policies of people like LBJ and the Great Society Act. Like, see, yeah. 
seeing like things being created that sound like good like oh like i ain't trying to step on nobody's toes but like section eight like oh that's a good thing let's give money to this and franchise and try to help them out and housing but like the thing is when section eight was created that was created by a racist dude for racist intentions lbj was a racist guy he put out the order to kill martin luther king and like this the thing is like the big thing about Section 8 was the separation of, of the black mother and father because the father couldn't be in the home if you wanted to get benefits. So I think like that has led to like, a big separation between the black family, which has in turn trickled, trickled down to black men and women. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of it, both sides tend to truly like disrespect each other and that and that i feel is another unfortunate aspect and that circles right back around to um rap music you know and a lot of the songs that you hear whether it be from the past or present day you have a lot of male rappers calling females out of their name you have the music videos basically um degrading women in some ways and then i'm i'm on the other side that we have like prominent figures like cardi b who was even like talking to politicians and like she like got away with saying oh yeah i drugged and robbed people probably black men specifically but that's a prominent figure and she said that and like if that was any other person, like they wouldn't be getting away. Like you wouldn't see a white woman saying that, or yeah. a, a dude saying that in general at all. Yeah, and, and like, it's kind to have like this like big thing of like the female rap thing about finessing dudes. Like, I think that's a, a chunk of it as well. Yeah, and it's kind of um, that whole thing is is kind of sort of weird because of all of the mainstream rappers that you could have chose you choose that one in particular no disrespect to cardi but all disrespect i feel like because it was it was easy i feel like it was done on purpose like this here is a person who degrades herself in my opinion and has shown how it's possibly been a negative influence towards the black community so now we're going to put this person compared to and you can have Kendrick, Cole, Missy Elliott, Eric Abadu, whatever. But it's like, I feel, I feel like it was on purpose. That was exactly what I was going to go into. Like, you could have chose Kendrick. You could have chose Cole. You could have chose, shoot, you could have chose somebody like Eminem, who has openly that came was, out and uh, stood for us. That was, you know. There's a lot of black people who still hate him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of his, but I guess I like the guy, you know. Um, but I'm saying, like, he, out of everybody that you could have chose, you chose her in particular to kind of sort of represent all of us. I did not like that. Not only black people, but people like like the Spanish community. Yeah. I did not like that at all. And then um, there was um, another thing that was similar, where it was like I, I I didn't like see it, 
like out in the wild, but I, I saw like the video afterwards. It was a music video that was orchestrated to help because like black men voting records is low. So it was it was called Get Your Booty to the Post. It was a bunch of black women twerking in order to create a message for that was created for mostly black men to go and vote. And to see that be created, it's just it shows like the lack of respect and like the lack of like regards towards people of color. Because not only do you have these black women degrading themselves, but you're also thinking that the only way to attract young black men to vote is by enticing them with sexuality. I think that was also a big okay thing because um, like that creates a risk. Okay, so I I don't know. If you like, I don't know if you just want to chart, tar- keep targeting them or not. If you want to keep targeting some people, but because um, the, the like you, you went towards Cardi B, and then now uh, you're going towards it. I've never seen the video, so I can't say if it happened or not. I'll send it to you. Um, you so you're just targeting targeting women. All right. Now, let's see. Uh, with the women twerking or whatever the case is, males. Male rappers, male artists, they kind of, if you, if you were to say that that's something bad, right, that's bad. Yeah, I'm not, like, not saying, saying like that, this I'm is not like... saying that I support it. I'm not saying go and do it. But see, male rappers, they've, that's, that's usually what you see in all of their videos at any point Yeah, like, that's wait, not, wait, that's wait, not before, me saying it's only the female before issue. Before that's you cut me off again, right? You see, you got... That's usually what you see. Not saying that that's what's going to like, just seeing a twerking female isn't going to get everybody to go, every male going to vote. No. But that, no, like I'm not that saying like, it, it, that's what I thought. I'm saying like, that was what they specifically like pointed out to. Like, that's what the people who made it, like, that was the I need goal. you to not cut me off. But I'm going to stop cutting you off. Yeah, my bad. Because you're pissing me off. So. God damn. Calm down, Jamal. Don't pull out the knife. You have any other examples? My bad. My bad. Like examples of what? What you were going into? You were going into? You were going? You were going towards something? You had like a message you was going into? Yeah, it was like, I think the, like the best way to like fix the black community, like it's like once we like hash out like all of our problems is, the building of the rebuilding of the black family. Like we have to find a way to break this rift between black men and women in order to help, because like that's where it starts. It starts from the family, because people coming from single parent homes are the ones who are more likely to go to jail, not graduate high school, and remain in poverty. So I think that is going to be the largest thing that's going to start by us, like trying to heal this niggas ain't shit, bitches ain't shit. We got to heal that narrative. Derek. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I I agree with that statement, you know, and the only way that that can be done at this point, it starts with um, our generation, I believe, you know, because we are in it now at this stage in the game. We're not in high school and grade school and yeah, there's people having kids now like we're at yeah. the, that age yeah we are out in the world for real this time you know so if if the change is going to come 
at any time soon. It needs to start with us. I understand that many of us come from single parent families. Many of us have fathers that weren't uh, there for them, mothers that weren't there for them, or just a mix of both. I get that, but we shouldn't let where we come from affect how we treat the generations after us in the long run and how we treat our families in the long run. That shouldn't happen. So how you, so how you kind of bend that bridge is that you, you, you try your best to instill in our generation, the importance of really like, um, sticking together and um committed relationships and be remaining faithful because like now nowadays like and like this isn't just a black community like this is a lot of people in general i feel like it's not saying it started well i could say it started because that's that was the one that trended down first in terms of single parenthood but like yeah it's just like nowadays it's like oh we have an ups and downs in relationships might as well cheat yeah, we have to we have to really give our generation the future that we didn't have. Yeah. If and that makes sense. Example. Yeah, we have to we have to be those leaders, you know. Um, you know, we have to lead as far as family life and parenting is concerned, kind of in the way of a Martin Luther King. Not necessarily a Malcolm X because he likes to hit people, but you know, but um, you know, we have to we have to like bring peace and love and joy back to many families, and it and it spans it's, it's far beyond. Yeah, yeah, it spans far beyond just African American families. Yeah. We're talking we're talking families of all races sizes genders all of that mm-hmm. yeah it's like just because like our like black single parent is, is the highest doesn't mean that every other race has that journey to go through. Now, my question. yeah as far go ahead prince yeah prince was now as humans right if you take away race color whatever the case whatever you want to call it um we're stuck in the not a cycle we're not we're not stuck in the cycle but you're stuck in um like what you see what you go through is what you do again like you like the cycle that you went through is what you're going to go with the next people come after so like the abuse becomes the abuser how do you how how would you go about changing how um the black family or any family in at all how would you go about changing the family if there's a like a cycle going on that just continues and continues. Well, I and I'm all, I'll I'll speak for me. You have to, I'll speak for me, and I'll t- kind of take the place of the generation after us that we would be teaching. Yeah, you know, I would say that if if 
the generation after us, some of them see a cycle happening in their family. And it, the cycle is bad. They are going to have to see it and recognize it for what it is. And in, in that case, they might have to be the ones to just say, you know what? I'm going to change this and make sure that I'm not like what I see. You know, sometimes it happens like that. There are many cases where, um, you know, sometimes our generation does not lead by example. That's sad. That's sad mm -hmm. to think about, but it's the truth, you know. And that is a cycle in itself, you know. Not saying that, not saying that everybody does this, but it's from what I've seen, yeah. you know. So yeah, in in that case, um, some people, kids, youth, whatever, they would have to look at it and, like I said, recognize it for what it is, know what's yeah. right, know what's wrong, and say, okay, I see this. I don't want to do this. I'm gonna go a different direction. Right. Like for me, like personally, it's like become like because I'm not good at um sticking to one thing. But like for me, it's just become part of my life goal as someone who wants to do be a public speaker and like step into the public forum. Because the thing is, a lot of our leaders, especially like black leaders, they're not the ones that are gonna preach like these values. And like for me. Like I know a lot of the motivation comes from like for me politically, I am a conservative and I think like I'm not saying black people should become conservative, but I'm saying some of these values we've lost. I think things like togetherness and the family structure and things like it's like there was like a there was like one like group that wrote a paper, like things like being on time and working hard or are like values of like white like white uh not like white privilege or like white supremacy. I'm like why is it are we like letting these people represent us and say that we're like saying like we're like basically children and need to be coddled like why is there a fetishization of like people of color in general like black people like where well because you're doing bad well it's like instead of like giving you like values and like trying to create an equality of opportunity by like trying to help expand these values like well we have to create these rigid things we're like oh well we have to try to create quotas and we have to try to do all this create all these programs right and like just sort of like just coddling as if though we're children but like for me it's like it's just been about taking the time tying your boots lifting yourself up by your bootstraps i saw myself at one point going down these like statistics like going down that path i had to like change like myself and like stand up and learn that like listen martin luther king rosa parks everybody of any color race like they saw that there was a problem they recognized it and they realized that the only way we're going to get change and the only way we're going to try to get higher is well i have to lead by example i have to be open about the way i I see it. I have to accept that not everyone's going to agree with me or like the methods I do, but I have to realize that perhaps, like, you know, if people are going to hate me or dislike me, well, I'm had to accept that because I, at least I'll, I'll live my life knowing that I'm helping people 
like I'm trying to help people. Like it for me, like it ties similarly to them. Like a lot of people don't know this, but like women suffragettes, fifty percent of women did not want the right to vote. Like a lot of people didn't know that, but like the thing is, it had to be that fifty percent who did had to stand up. Like, listen, I know how this may seem, but like, listen, like the right to vote is like something powerful that we need to hold and cherish to. And like for me, it just comes down to public speaking and my political background. And like just taking those parts of me and just trying to lead by example and create a platform like this podcast for people to talk to, even though we might not agree on everything, it's still up to us to be like we can, we might not agree whatever right or left, but it's up to us to aim forward and to aim higher and try to come together as and create that common goal and meet the middle ground. You got uh, anything to add on to that, Brent? No, Eric. And that was some good talk. I'm about to say we, it doesn't really matter if we wanted to go over the hour. Like that was just like the tip, like the minimum. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I forgot. I don't know who said it, but I do remember a quote. It was on. I don't know if I'm saying it word for word, but it was like, "Be the change you want to see in the world," or, "Yeah, be the change you want to see." I got a few throwaway questions, like. Uh, <laughs> Like, how do you feel about, like, Artist of the Year? How you feel about that one? <laughs> like, me and Prince were talking about that one the other day. Artist of the Year as far as the Grammys? I think it was the Grammys. Who was Artist of the Year? It was, like, Rap Artist of the Year. Rap Artist of the Year? Who were the nominees? Prince, who, like, what was that award that Meg The Stallion won? <laughs> that we was like, I don't know about that one. Was it Rap Artist of the Year? I think it was. I yeah, it was. it was. It was Rap Artist of the Year. Megan Thee Stallion was the top winner at the 2020 BET Hip Hop Awards uh, back in October. Over who? Let me see. I'm pretty sure it was um, Roddy Rich. Unless that was the app. Oh, no. Let me go back. Little Baby, Future, mm-hmm. The Baby. Oh, no. Right. right, yeah, that's what everybody Roddy was Rich. talking about. <laughs> She won over Roddy and Lil Baby? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Listen, okay, okay. I didn't I didn't want to have to do this, but I'm gonna get it off my chest. Hey, I like at Megan. the end of the podcast. Ain't nobody gonna listen this long. <laughs> yeah, listen, I like Megan, right? I really do. But she ain't the one. To, to be leading this whole female surge. Yeah. yeah. I'm keep if anybody hey, go ahead, keep going, keep going. If it if it's anybody and I'm scoping all of the female MCs in the game, it needs to be somebody who carries themselves with a little bit more class. And no again, no disrespect to Megan, but it needs to be somebody who carries himself with a little bit more class than she does. And that's why I think like Rhapsody would be like the perfect <laughs> for that. Yeah. You know, because not only does she carry herself the way I described, but also she's the best MC in the game, female wise. 
you know. No, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I don't like Megan Thee Stallion's music. Why? Because she's like a clone of the baby, just like Stunner for Vegas. I think that's his name. He's like, yeah. I don't, I can't listen to yeah. like artists who make the same type of music. So, me personally, yeah. I can't, I, I don't, I don't like the music. Now, have I listened to it? Yeah. Do I like it? No. The message is, that the message song? is doing much. Mm-hmm. I keep yeah. hearing the, but the body song everywhere and it's annoying. I don't know how. She, body can go in the lake and die. I don't know how she won above little baby. He put out the bigger picture and uh, my turn this year. I don't know how that worked, but. Exactly. Please, like, it's like, please excuse me for being antisocial when something. Yeah, like, it was a uh, album of the year. But the thing about it, yeah. like, I don't like you were saying she shouldn't be the head of what's going on with the female empowerment. No, she yeah. she, she embodies the ghetto female to me. Yeah, and then there are people that say, "Well, what about Nikki? Shouldn't she lead?" No, uh, she shouldn't either. Because, because she's, while technically not as bad, she's really no better. You this know? isn't us being sexist, by the way. We just discussed. Like, this yeah, is like under the frame of like, because we're dudes, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about females. Yeah. Like, we're not, just like, like, there are plenty, I have plenty of issues. So like the male artists. We we're not, I'm, just I'm not like, saying that Megan Thee Stallion is bad. I'm, you can chase your back whoever the way you want. I can't blame you for like society like wanting that out of female artists. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you guys think about the rap album of the year nominations for the Grammys? Uh, no, I didn't watch the Grammys. What was the nomination? What was the, what was the nominees? Um. Let's see here. Um. Rap album of the year. 2020 nominees. Um, if I'm correct, it was Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs oh, and the bad. Alchemist. Yeah, the Allegory by Royce the Five and I. Yeah. Um, King's Disease. King's Disease. Yeah. Um, the J Rock album. I believe was it yeah, J Rock or J Electronic? Yeah, 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 Black Habits by D Smoke. Now, I have a big problem. With yeah, this. I have a large problem with this. First of all, nah, should be up there. That was was good. Alfredo should be up there. That was fine. King yes, was only up there because it's Nas. J Electronica, he was gone for how many years? He shouldn't be up there. He doesn't exist. D Smoke. <laughs> I just, I, I just, no, is. I just, I mean, I mean. I'm not saying it's bad. I don't know who it is. But I'm, not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. I'll give it a listen. I will. Because it's up there. But with the albums that came out, like, um, let's see. My Turn, Circles by, by Mac Miller, yeah. Pop Smoke's album. Uh, Juice World's no, album. No. Listen, no. There's, no, there's no way in the world you're telling me that I ain't no saying it was out by the year. No, 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 not that. It's, <laughs> like, it's so many other like, people, so many other albums. Why is it only? Listen, listen. There's no way you're gonna sit here and tell me that no pressure and Detroit Two didn't deserve nominations. Dog, and circles, especially. You you're not gonna tell me that. No the circles rolled away the entire time. Exactly. So that's that's beyond me. <laughs> You know, That's just <laughs> you know, and then the fact that the weekend didn't get one single nomination this year for the Grammys. Listen, I'm just listening to Blind the Lights, like 
two weeks ago. I'm I, I'm addicted now. I'm a weekend fan. <laughs> I used to say, because like when I saw like the, the cover, I'm like, what is up with this weird dude? We got another weird dude again. But like, nah, I'm like, that's the trilogy in um, Star Boy. I think that's what it's called. But um, the weekend, I I know his album did numbers. I know his singles, Blind and Light and Heartless, did numbers. I know, like I was yeah. I was listening to it when it first came. Out. I remember when it came, like the day after it came out, I was on the um, bus. It was, I was on a bus in the morning going to school, listening to it. And I was cool. It's good. It should have been nominated. But I kept seeing everybody talking about him. Like, I don't, I listened to the After Hours album not too long ago. Like, I was telling Derek, like, I didn't really see it as, it wasn't that, it wasn't that special. To me. It didn't hit me, it didn't hit me different. I didn't get like, wow, th- this is, this is mind blowing. Like, no, I just, Starboy was better to me. And I've had that uh, type of feeling with some artists like Logic. No pressure. I love that album. I hated the last three put out. So same. <laughs> like I just, I'm not saying that with the weekend shit. Like that deserve. He deserves the nomination uh, and being a nominee. But I didn't see. I didn't see why it was so much going on to for this one artist. Yeah. Like, um, but the Grammys is known for doing some real underhanded stuff like that, you know. I let us not forget 2015, I believe it was 2015 or 2014, where um, rap album of the year went to Macklemore over Jay Z, Kendrick Lamar, Kanye West, and Drake. Yeah, that was 2013. Yeah. Let us not forget that because that was very underhanded. Grammys be wild. Uh, what? So, just 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 like an off question. What are y'all's rap of the year, album of the years? Um, Me? My circles. Yeah. For me, you know, um, I was talking to Prince, you know, Caleb. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, me and him were really convert. We were talking about the whole Grammy situation. And we we straight up said it's between Detroit 2 and No Pressure. I, I He said Detroit 2. I said No Pressure. No Pressure for me was kind of like the storybook ending that we needed to Logic's career, you know, and it impacted me and it almost made me cry because it was just like, ah, finally. It's unfortunate that it came at the end of his career that we finally got somewhat of the old Logic back, but he gave us what we wanted with this last one. The reason why I didn't, uh, the reason why I'm not as big as big of a fan of the No Pressure album as others can be is because I'm not the biggest Logic fan. But of No course. Pressure, I can I, I can give it his credit. It was amazing, right? Loved that album. But you know, Circles when it, it came out, and like it came out at a time where. I could say I was probably around, like at my lowest. So when it came out, I'm listening to it, and it's just hitting me different and all types. The same way that Four Your Eyes Only did, which is why I put it above yeah. 2014 Forest Hills Drive as my as my 
on yeah. J. Cole album because it, it hit me different. I felt it on a different type of level than like the other albums or other songs or anything else that came on after. Yeah, yeah. Prince recommended Circles to me when I was going through some bad times. I'm like, this is a piece. So Circles is phenomenal. Detroit too. Yeah, and No Pressure and Alfred, like all of those were great. They won't top circles for me only because of the time that it came to me, the time that it was delivered to me, and I heard it, and I got, I got to. I get it. Yeah. So, what do you guys think about um, the possibility of us getting um, Cole and Kendrick album <laughs> soon? Right. What's that? What's that on that SpongeBob thing where Plank is like, finally. <laughs> All right, so like, is this like a, just a hypothetical question or like something that came up recently? Um, take take it take it how you will. Like, have y'all seen? Like, y'all seen? I've been listening Endgame? to all the albums in preparation. Y'all seen Endgame? Yeah, so there's a part in there where Hawkeye like, don't give me hope. So uh, don't give me hope. <laughs> like, <laughs> but um, but yeah. yeah. But Joey has openly said that he is coming out with an album soon. I want to hear like hopefully. we all heard the light pack, correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I want to. I got my anticipation up, my excitement up. To me, to me, the light pack was better than what Cole dropped not too long after that. Now, yeah, he, a Prince. I know you probably no, 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 disagree. no, no, no. I can't. I, I, I can say like so for me, they like about equal. But I can, I can see it. I can see it. I can yeah, see it. yeah, yeah. And that's just me being like a Joey fan. Like I really think that he is the best rapper of this generation. From my point of view, I know he's not as big as Cole or Kendrick or Drake, yeah. but you know, yeah. to me, like he can rap better than all three of them. Mm-hmm. And everybody else for that matter. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm clipping this. He said it. He said it. I'm clipping yeah. it. I, I said what I said. I can support you. I can respect you. But I can't agree with it. I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't agree with argue it. for Cole all day. Hell yeah. I will. Too. <laughs> I will too. <laughs> I, I was I've been listening to his albums in preparation. Now, it's a different type of life when you at work and you just listening to four, 2014 Forest Hill Drive. You're like, oh my god! Don't get me like, wrong. Listen, listen. I it's a reason why I got um 2014 Forest Hills on vinyl. But 1999 is coming. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, like you know. Like, one I, of the top 10 rappers, but I cannot put him above yeah. Cole. Why not? Like, See, all right, so it is, there's one project by Joey I haven't heard. Uh, it's not, I heard 1999, I heard All American Bad Boys. No, you didn't hear before the month. No. So, was that one? Was it that? It? Oh. Yeah, that's that's so it. I haven't heard that. No, so like, if you just take, I'm just putting that out there now. So with for your eyes only, that just puts Cole above so many people for me. Um, out his uh, what? I know I didn't forget it. Friday Night Lights. I'm not. I can't. I'm not. I can't put Joey above Friday Night Lights. So 1999 against Friday Night Lights, their two best mixtapes. Mm-hmm. 
Dun. You taking Friday Night Lights above it Dun. over 1999. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Let's wow. get it. I'm not even saying 1999 is it's like it's great. Dog. I, I was listening to that yesterday. <laughs> Columinati, my favorite song off of it. Definitely. Steve's would have been big, man. Capital Steve's would have been big had he lived. Wow. With Cole, Joey, Kendrick, if you want to include him in there, but with their albums coming now, like the, the fall off, uh, Untitled for whatever Joey may call his and Kendrick may call his now. Who do you think? Like, what do you think is going to happen with these new, like next projects? Like, I've heard people say the fall off would be Cole's best project. I can't, I can't say that. Um, well, here, here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. You know. And I'm gonna I'm give my take on each of them respectively. Joey, do I think he can top his best work, which right now for me is 1999? I think he has the potential and the skill and the right people behind him to where he can do that. Do I think he will? Probably not, but I don't expect him to release a bad album. Okay, for Cole, people saying the fall off will be his best album. You people are delusional. <laughs> hey, that's why. That's, that's, are that's delusional. Why. <laughs> like, there's no for me. There's no topping for your eyes only, and there's yeah, definitely that, no topping. There's definitely no topping for his heels for me. For me, Kendrick. People are saying that if this new album surpasses to Pimp a Butterfly and Good Mad City, he will be considered the greatest rapper of all time. To those people, yeah, we talked about it yesterday. To those people, I say, you're smoking. <laughs> and I don't know what it is you're smoking, but you need to get off of it. There is no, I mean, there, yeah. Kendrick is not topping those two at all you never know to be honest like this is like because like for me like because like i haven't listened to a lot of rap this year but like one of my like biggest albums of the year was um from a band called all time low like they re- released uh an album called wake up sunshine like that was right after like a bad album they had that like a lot of people didn't like and like mm-hmm. just seeing like artists like take the time to like slow down and just like really get into the process and like because like they all moved into a house together and like they wrote that album and it was just amazing like seeing what happens when they just when the artist just slows down and just really gets focused on the now crowd. the only difference between that and, and uh kendrick is because uh to pimp a butterfly wasn't a bad album yeah. to pimp a butterfly to me is the second best album of all time as far as rap i just well, let me see. How do I don't know if uh Corn if you do or not, but how do how do we rank Kendrick's discography? How are we ranking this here? I haven't listened to all of his discography, so I really can't help you on there. I know I'm committing sacrilege, but like listen, I'm 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 moving slow, but I'm I'll be there eventually. You you want me to go, Prince, or do you want to go first? Bro, well, from what I've heard, I still don't think he can be Cole. So <laughs> no, um, for me, 
uh, Pimper Butterfly and Good Kid Mad City are very close, but To Pimper Butterfly is better. Um, and so To Pimper One, Good Kid Mad City Two, overly dedicated. I don't know if you want to like the first. I don't think that's an album. That's um mixtape. Right? That's a mixtape. No. But we can we can count. No, we'll do albums. We'll just do albums. Cause if you were gonna say overly dedicated was three, you're tripping. Um, I don't like. Damn, I don't like it. I don't really like. I like it. I like some songs, but I don't. I feel like he he went toward like uh like how Cole did with Sideline Story. Same reason why I don't like that one. It just seems like they just went into a direction. I just I couldn't I couldn't bear listen mm-hmm. like Duckworth, Fear, Lust. Duckworth is top ten song of all time <laughs> for Kendrick. Duckworth, definitely Fear, Lust. Like those, those are like those were amazing. DNA, it was over overrated to me. Um, humble, overplayed. Yeah, I, I couldn't really rock with it. I didn't. I didn't really feel it. Uh, feel, I liked it. It was just yeah. Until he like. What about element? No, oh, okay, no, no, that's the one I'm thinking. about. not feel. Element is what I'm thinking about. Element, I liked it, but I kept hearing people say uh, like the first lines, and I'm just like, you're just annoying me now. So I'm just like to the point where I, think I can't really rock with it, but I like it. Like it's not, it's like it's not one of my favorites. Fear, Lust, and Duckworth are my top songs. I just like you have song like Love and Loyalty. I didn't really like those. Like um, I didn't like like the was it Loyalty with Rihanna? Yeah, I didn't like the background. Yeah, it was loyalty. I didn't like the background, like the background yeah. sound you heard of like a synthy voice. Yeah, yeah. That if you didn't know that that was a sample of. 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars. The song. No, I didn't. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the sample there. Yeah, that's interesting seeing like a lot of like songs like having samples. Like, you have no idea where it came from. Then you yeah. look at it like, oh, that's from that. Yeah, okay. So for me, oh, wait, Prince, were you done with your ranking? Oh, um, so the problem with Section 80 is that. I forgot a lot of it, so I can't even, I can't yeah. even rank it anywhere. Like I just, like I was um on Apple Music, my music was on the radio, and Chapter Six came on, and I just like it just hit. I'm like, oh man, what is this? <laughs> I'm like, who, who is this? <laughs> and then I like I real oh it's off it's off of this album. I haven't heard this in a while, so so I can't, yeah. I can't rank Section Eighty anywhere because I haven't listened to it in a, in a long time. I just want to say I can't wait to put hashtag J. Cole, hashtag Kendrick in the description for all them clicks. So I appreciate y'all. Yeah. Okay. So for me now, um, to me, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. To Pimp a Butterfly is hands down Kendrick's best work. Um. To to the people that say Good Kid Mad City is above it, um, I could see why you say that. As far as telling a story, it is the best album I've ever heard um, that was able to tell a story like that in such a perfect order. You know, I, I applaud Kendrick for putting that together. You know, um, Good Kid, Mad City is right behind it. Um, 
I'm not as big of a fan of Untitled Unmastered as a lot of other people are, you know. I I like some tracks like Untitled 03 and 08 in particular are my two favorites, but other than that, nothing really nothing really grabs me from that album. So that one might be last. I forgot. My bad. I forgot. What about Truly Yours? <sighs> okay, see, Truly Yours <laughs> Truly Yours is kind of odd to do because quite a few songs that were used there, some of them were used on Friday Night Lights, if I'm correct, and some of them were used on the sideline story. So it's it's kind of hard to really rank that. No, 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 no. I think you mean um, some of the some of the songs off of the warm up were put on sideline story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah, yeah. That's what throw I mean. like, not throw away songs that didn't make it to the album, like um, Born Center. Yeah. Um, how high should have made it? Yeah. How high is my job? Cold. Like how? Yeah, Cold Summer is a is another one. Yeah. Let me see. Track list. Like he had he had Cold Summer on there. He had Stay uh, that he made back in '09. I think that wasn't like something like the warm up or so. I don't know. I didn't even remember hearing it on there, but I think it was. I feel like it was. Can I holler at you? I I love that one. Just, it just came to mind when you brought up Untitled Unmastered because I remember truly yours. It's kind of like that, but not really. It just happened to be like a side project that was just there. Hmm. I remember, I remember because I got into Cole before I got into anybody in in rap aside from Tupac. Yeah. You know, um, and I remember when Sideline Story came out, you yeah. know. Um, and and workout was all over the radio, you know. And yeah, at the time, I thought this is the this is one of the best rap albums I've ever heard. Now, mind you, at that point, I was a newbie in the rap game. I went back and listened to it a year later, and I just remember and I just remember telling myself like, yo. What is this mainstream garbage, man? Like, <laughs> man. like, like so it was, it was just, it, it made me realize this has disappointed me Bro. very much so. And so, what in, in your, in you guys' lifetime, and I'm not limiting this to just rap, what are some albums that people hyped up for you? To listen to that ended up being disappointing. After hours. <laughs> um, after hours. Uh I got a friend, Cam. He's the reason why. Cause I, I really I chose I really chose not to listen to Cole. Cause see Sideline Story is an yeah. album that I listened to for the first time last year, right? The entirety of it last year. Cause I heard one song of it, which was workout. 
and I chose to ignore the entire album. And all these songs like Dolly in the Dream and Life's Place I heard before on his mixtapes, but I ignored the entire album be- because of workout. It was like, it was just, no, I couldn't do it. So that Cold World Sideline Story, After Hours, um, Good Kid, Mad City, because everybody's like, listen to Money Trees. Money Trees is great. You don't, I, Chris, you don't like Money I'm Trees. Not it's bad. It just didn't. <laughs> I, like, what I was getting, like, 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 it was like that, that like, what I was supposed to, the anticipation I was supposed to have was like through the roof. But when I listened to it, it was like, okay, I like man, it. Man, this is I like weird. I like real, the song real and Shireen better. Um, yeah, I agree. So It's like, yeah, I surround myself with people who are really good at giving music recommendations. Shout out to Prince. But uh, yeah, when I finally let somebody just randomly recommend something, like people was telling me Kirk was going to be like the album that blew up the world. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> they lied to you. And I'm like, this... <laughs> And I like and I like I want Kirk. My time back. Kirk, Kirk, and I like yeah, it's Kirk. Not Maybe, terrible. Right? It's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Now, my problem with Kirk is the. Let me let me look at the track list. Mainly the features. All right, it's mainly the features yeah. brought it down. Bop was good. Yes. Yeah. Bop. Yeah. I didn't mind the Nicki Minaj song that he had. Bop was good. Intro was better to me. Yeah, intro was better. Um, but yeah. like song, like like he had the. Off the Rip was okay. Pop Star didn't like. iPhone, not really. He had a song with Nicki Minaj. It didn't hit. Uh, he had a song. What was, was it? The one with, um, was it the one with Osiris or whatever his name is? That that song with Ch- No, it didn't. It wasn't hitting. Like, no. no, that wasn't that album. Was yes, it was. It, that was the one he was on with Chance. With Osiris. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, it wasn't. I couldn't, I couldn't nah. do it. The only song like the only songs I listen to from that album now is intro and bop. That's it. Off yeah. the rip, I listen to yeah. from what's his name? Tootsie. Yeah. So for me, the list, I mean, my God. Um it goes on and on and on. First and foremost, you you guys may not know it, but I was once a big Chance the Rapper fan. Mm-hmm. How the times? <sighs> Everything I came the, before, the big the big day was good, great, amazing. Big day came it out. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Listen, the big day came out. I tell when I tell you, I didn't get past track five. <laughs> I was so disappointed. <laughs> With, with just everything I was hearing, and then the features were not helping. The production was sorry. Like it just, it did not hit. It just, it just fell. I just, I didn't understand it. I like, like we waited all this time for you to drop an album, only for you to drop this crap. And you know what I thought? This got everything to do with Kanye. <laughs> Why? Why Kanye though? Because like, Kanye with him. Um, I don't want it. I don't want it now. No, <laughs> I'm good. No. I mean, hey, he loves his wife. No, that's the problem. He loves her too <laughs> that's much. That's the problem. <laughs> he said, oh, once the wife came in, it just changed. I mean, I feel like Chance could come back, but. The big day, he, he nah. could have tossed that away. 
Yeah, yeah. And chance then chance coming back is gonna take a lot because people already done, like they don't drag chance through the shredder. And then for for me, another one, um, people swore up and down that um, people have swore up and down to me that Thriller is Michael Jackson's best work. No. Nah. No. Not by a long shot. Nah. Not by a long shot. What do you think? I've tried to convince off the wall. A thousand times over, off the wall. I can see that. Yeah. Like, off the wall, just had. I mean, yes, Thriller had more hits. Almost every song on Thriller was a hit. Right. Um, but off Don't the stop wall, till you get enough. Rock. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And then on top of that, that's an easy which I think is Michael's best song. You know. No. But these are the songs he was bopping to on the Michael Jackson experience. For me specifically, yeah. my favorite, what I think is his best work is um, Dangerous. I can't disagree with that. Yeah. I can't disagree. I feel like that was that was his best album to me. That's the like. Off off the wall, I loved it. I, lo- I still listen to Off the Wall. Thriller, not as much. I listen to The Lady in My Life, but Beat It, Billie Jean, and the song Thriller, it it was played so much to the point where I can't play it and enjoy it as much as I would have prior to. Yeah, I can see that. Because, like, re- Remember the Time is, like, my favorite MJ song, but, like, people done played it so much. I'm like, how many times this man goes that's the that thing. Old suit? That's the thing. I don't get tired of hearing Remember the Time, nope. though. I don't don't. hear it. Billy Jean. But like, what else he got here? He got bad. Now, a bad album isn't bad, but the bad song I cannot rock with. Why? Because the first line is, your butt is mine. And I, I, bro, (laughs) that's not, you're not going to tell me that. Like, like, imagine you go into another man and you'd be like, hey, yo, yo, butt is mine. Fun fact. Fun fact here. Into a fight, and he say you. I can't. I could. Fun fact here, and and you guys can look up the interview that Prince did with Chris Rock about this. But the Wesley Snipes character in the bad video, that was supposed to have been Prince. Right, I heard about that. Oh wow. Yeah, and so Prince, Prince was looking at the lyrics and everything, and he said, "Now the first line in the song is your butt is mine, right?" <laughs> And Prince, Prince was like, now who's going to sing that to who? Because <laughs> you sure ain't singing that to me. And I sure ain't singing that to Hold up, this sus. Right, so Prince, the man who was the sort myth, of... The legend. The man who was sort of personified as sus, in a way. Saying, okay, this is this this kind of sus, don't you think? <laughs> like, he is saying that, you know? But yeah. it's like when your friend have a bad idea, you're like, I don't know, you should do this. What you mean? It's a great idea. But we got the albums nah. Dangerous, Thriller, Off the Wall, History, Bad, Escape, and Invincible. I want, I'm not gonna Invincible. albums. Invincible does not get enough love. No, not yeah. at all. You rock my world, threaten, heaven can wait. 
Unbreakable. Yeah. I'll... Unbreakable is my shit. Man. Like, what's your uh, what's your favorite like Michael Jackson song that like when you like hear it, it's like takes Librarian you back. Girl. Like what is like I can't help it. For me it's Heal the World. Really? Not Heal really? the World. Wait, not Heal the World. What's the name of that song? I was gonna say out of all of the Michael Jackson not songs. Heal you... the world. Oh, it's not heal the that I'm thinking. I said heal the world because whenever I would listen to it, I would listen to. You're that thinking song about maybe it. will you? No, oh, you saw you was listening to the Dangerous album. I know that. No, uh, that's on. That's on there. I heal the world. Let me go to the track list real quick. No, it's like where it's like I don't know if I don't know if I could sing this on YouTube, but it's like let me type this out. I ain't taking no chances. But Librarian Girl... Earth Song. That's what it is. Earth Song. That used to be my... Librarian Girl is my favorite Michael Jackson song. Even though it's like... It's like not the best. It's the best to me, but it's like real simple. I just... Yes. I don't know. Like the instrumental you hear, like every all of that, it's just like perfect to me. For me, I can't help it, man. Just the production with Quincy... Michael's voice being so mellow, and then the fact that Stevie wrote the song, perfect match. Yeah, it was. It was. It, made it, to gets, be. it gets no better than that for me. That to me is Michael's best work. It's his best song. Like, yeah, for me it was Earth Song because like, whenever I would uh, what's it called? When I would, I would play Michael Jackson Experience. That was always the hardest song. <laughs> And like oh. it's like oh, so I heard it a lot. So like I just like came to appreciate just the feeling of just like the question, like what about what about like life and just humanity. Uh, he, he has one more album that gets ignored. I forgot the name of it, but I know it has, Blood it has Blood Ghost Blood. on it. Yeah, that one. He get that album gets ignored. Oh, yeah. Ghost was my favorite song by him for the longest time. Same. I didn't. I didn't like ghosts. Like I saw the music video and I was scared. I'm like, I man. Let me, man. Let me tell you something. MJ experience. You ask anybody what the best song to play oh. was. Hands yeah. down, man. Dog. I played it all the time. All the time. That's all how I got the time. Older Michael Jackson song. But that album doesn't get that. that album is like forgot, forgotten with most people. Yeah. Yeah, because to me, and while it is still a good album, it's his weakest. Yeah, it's yeah. his weakest. If unless you want to count Michael, which came out after his death. Well, I I don't I don't know I don't really want to say that he like that was I wouldn't include it like and his albums in total yeah. I would but it wasn't really him that's why I like when you talk about X or Juice yeah, World like, or Tupac I don't include everybody that came album. after the Seven Day Theory. I don't. Yeah, so. So how I would rank his discography. Oh, so off the wall, mm-hmm. thriller, dangerous, invincible, bad, escape, blood on the dance floor. Unless are we counting history? Uh I I I would because that's I like uh because when I was younger I would be I would scream the song "Scream," so that's the reason why I like that album. And I would scream the yeah, song "Scream," and it has another song on there. Um, it's Tabloid Junkie, Money, Stranger in Moscow, Scream. 
I like those. This time around, one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs currently. But it has, they have come together. Yeah, but it has a lot of songs that came from other albums, like Wanna Be Start Something, yeah. Remember the Time, Beat It. So I don't know if it's a compilation album or if it's like the second half of it is new. I know the first half, compilation. Yeah. Second half is just some songs. Yeah, so basically with that album, he kind of did what Stevie did with um, the Musiquarium album. Yeah. Because while that had some of his older stuff, that also had Do I Do, That Girl, um, Send Your Love, all of that. Name it all. And I love top songs. Yeah. Oh, man, that album was yeah. goaded. Mm. Oh. There's never going to be artists like that, like ever again. Never again. So before we move forward, um, with Michael Jackson's albums, Dangerous Tops. Off the wall, second. Invincible, third. Thriller, bad. Escape, Michael. No, I've listened to a lot of the Michael Jackson songs. Like, I've listened to almost all, but I've never like taken the chance or taken the time. Just like the way I grew up, like I didn't grow up knowing about music like that. Like the first like time like I really like got into music, it was like from YouTubers. Like I never like really like listened to a professional artist. Not saying that not dissing YouTube artists, but I never listened to or like understood like the concept of the album. So I was in high You need to listen to songs in the key of life. Man. (laughs) Listen, listen, don't don't get me started. You know I'm a Stevie stand, man. Look, look, look. Listen to songs in the key of life. Inner visions. I like that. That's the song on there called Visions. Yeah. I like that album. Hotter in July. And if you wanted to, you could go to the music aquarium, but that'd be up to you. Yeah. Um yeah. So album I go to last is a time to love. Uh but the songs in the key of life, listen to that. Like no song on there is bad. No it's like this greatest album of all time. Bro, I, I can't even argue with that. <laughs> like look. greatest album of all time. Um let me see. What you got? Another star, if it's magic, as those three songs, like I could those are Summer Soft, Paris Time Paradise. It's just, it's just interesting seeing how like each generation experiences artists that will never ever be replicated ever again. No matter how hard you try. You can never redo artists. Like some of these people are just classics. Like you are never gonna get another Michael Jackson. Nobody from before the two thousands. You can't. We can't replicate them. Everybody else after or after twenty tens, maybe if you want to go that far. You can. I'd say after twenty tens. Yeah. I wouldn't say. That. It's like just wow. Gucci Man versus Jeezy. Have we seen it? I, I have not. yeah, yeah, and Jeezy, Jeezy did win the battle. <laughs> I don't. He didn't win the battle. Man can win much of anything. Yeah, just but... like for me, Gucci Man is garbage. Always has been. Always will be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, listen, true. listen. As soon as Jeezy played "Go Crazy," it was done. <laughs> it was done. Simple. Like he didn't even need to play "Geeked Up." It was, he had it. Oh, God. Yeah. 
you know, Jeezy went, I mean, what am, what am I trying to say? Gucci went the, the low route, brought up the fact that um, one of Jeezy's friends got shot because Gucci killed him. Jesus Christ. And everything was making jokes about it and everything. And Jeezy really didn't fight this man at the end. I was surprised yeah. they actually ended up doing the song that they did together. Which is like good for them, but nah. <laughs> what okay, well then um what are some verses that y'all guys are expecting to see coming soon or that y'all would like to see? Cause, cause I know okay. that um, a while, just in general, cause I know um, a while back Timberland made an Instagram post and uh, he had put Anita Baker and Sade up oh. against each other, yeah. and I was like, I need that now. <laughs> English? Do they do production battles? Um, they haven't yet. But I'm pretty sure a Swizz and Timberland production versus is going to come. I would want to hear Ye and Pharrell. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, let me see. Like, yeah. Ye and Jay-Z, probably. For a versus mm. battle. Mm-hmm. Um, that will break the internet. <laughs> like, Cole versus Ye. I would want Oh, yeah. Cole and Kendrick, more so for me. I'll. Yeah, that's what I would say too. I don't know. I, I would want to hear it, but I already know who I'm coming in and like, like who I'm coming in rocking with. Yeah, it's like I'm already biased. Like, 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 like I'm, I'm coming in with. I'm leaving. Listen, when he drives me to the spot, I know who drives me back. Listen, when he come to hits, Cole got Kendrick beat. Yeah, yeah. Though I hate workout. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, Kendrick is on one of his hits though, Forbidden Fruit. Yeah, so that would pro that would probably be the one that they would do together. You got high power because Cole produced that. Yeah, but it's still Kendrick's song. Um, I would have loved to see Stevie and Michael go at it. That would have been interesting. That's what I was about to say, but I was like, it can't happen. That's like that was my first thought. Yeah. I think Stevie would have came out with the victory though. Real talk. I can't argue. Oh. Uh, yeah. If R. Kelly wasn't in jail, I would have loved to see him and go him and Usher go at it. Oh. <laughs> uh. Think about Usher, Robert Octavius. Think about Usher. Think about Usher. I don't listen to him a lot. I just like, yeah, I don't listen to him as much. Like I heard like a song like that he was on because he was um he had collaborated with like Marshmello who I listen to. So I'm, yeah, Usher is a good artist for what I've heard, but I don't listen to him that much. I feel like R. Kelly. Um, R. Kelly is beating everybody except the aforementioned Stevie and Michael. Yeah. Hands down. Then he started pissing on girls. And it just all went to him. 
I mean, that's still not gonna stop me from listening to his music. Like, I'm still don't, don't get it. Step in the name of love. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm still doing that. Don't like, matter. The black community was angry for like a good Ooh. month, and then somebody had a family reunion. They like, yep. <laughs> all, all they had to do was play um happy people, and we was we was back to the basics. Um, like even if like you make the right argument that like you shouldn't like listen to it, or, like listen to someone's art, they did something. It's like already been like generations who have been raised on his music it's like some things you just can't like, i understand not glorifying it or like not bringing light to it as like the future continues on but like you can tell me that michael jackson killed three kids and buried them outside of never neverland i'm still gonna be hitting it to remember the time and whatever yeah <laughs> what. yeah real talk um bruno in the weekend I think I think that one would low key be good. That, that'd be good. I haven't listened to it as much as the weekend. I used to be a big fan of Bruno Mars. Like yeah. Grenade, when I was your man. That was back when you was just like, man, maybe being a simp ain't that big. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um and then I grew up and I learned lessons. Like maybe Bruno Mars ain't the type of life I want to live. Yeah. <laughs> um, um I would like to see, and I doubt that they would do this, but Wu-Tang versus N.W.A. Oh, yeah. I don't know who I would have for that, because I love both of them. But I think I like Wu-Tang Clan a little better. Yeah, I used to like N.W.A. a lot, but, you know, once the movie came out and everything, then that, that really killed it for me. And, you know... Wu-Tang has their series on Hulu and everything, and that's great, but it's not as overbearing as the Straight Outta Compton movie was, you know. The Wu-Tang Clan is just... That's always going to be, like, a a cultural phenomenon. They, like, really just, like, bridge the gap for, like, artists to, like, become more than just music because like you got people who ain't never listen to protect your neck but mm-hmm. they got a Wu-Tang shirt on absolutely I see it all the time you know it's, I got a few Wu-Tang shirts it's crazy just seeing people like like I've seen like and I be getting mad I be getting tight like, I, like you see like somebody like wearing like a vintage like band shirt or like rap shirt you like you don't listen to this yeah you know, like I saw a girl wearing a Metallica shirt. I'm like, I know, I know, like, good I, will. <laughs> you do not like, don't lie. Like, you can't name me not one Metallica song. You don't know who James Hetfield is. You nah. Like, uh, it be making me mad. I'm like, bro, because it's like I can't stop you from wearing it. You got to write to whoever you want to, but like us. Cause like, what if somebody walk up to you like, "Oh, you like like excerpt artists here too?" Then they look at you real blank, like, "Oh, I just like the shirt." Well, then I got every right to. I ain't gonna say what I was gonna say. Matter of yeah. fact, I got a, I got a right to spit on you. Because <laughs> yeah. it's disrespectful. Um, like, like no one would stand for it if someone was wearing a Michael Jackson song. Couldn't name Michael. Jackson. 
I mean, Michael Jackson shirt. They couldn't name a Michael Jackson song. All hell would raise. Yeah. Um, shoot, Tupac and Biggie would have been interesting had yeah. they lived. Yeah. Um, shoot, Outcast and A Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, that'd be interesting as well. It's interesting just thinking about it because, like, you don't really think about all of these, like, older groups until it's time to compare them. Yeah. You know. Um, Yeah, but it's, like, it's quite a few, man. Like, that I just, I just, ever since they've started doing these, I've, I've been constantly in all three of their pages. I've been on Swiss, yeah. Swiss's page, I've been on Timberland's page, and I've just been on the Versus page just commenting all of these battles that I would want to see, just hoping that they would see them. You know? So, I just... Who do you think is, like, the most, like, like toxic, like, black community, like, not black community, like, black culture commentator, like, people, like, you think about, like, Flex and Charlemagne, but like academics been taking it for me because like if you go to like his Instagram page, he be on demon time like ninety nine percent. I'm like, oh god. Most toxic. Wendy Williams. Yeah. Wendy Williams has been starting stuff and stirring controversy for decades at this point. You know, a lot Flint. of like old talk show hosts. Yeah, and some real suspects. Yeah, like don't get me wrong, Flex was dead wrong for talking about Tupac like he did. Yeah, Charlemagne the God is just a menace. Charlemagne (laughs) is a menace, but he he's good at what he does. He's good at what he does, but he is a menace to society. Like he shouldn't have whole compilations about of people taking clips of the wild things you've done. Yeah, like, he's the only one that kind of sort of gets a pass for me. You know, academics never mattered. Like, just straight up, he never mattered to me. I feel like, like, like he, like, does, like, he does his job, though. Like, he's, like, good at, like, stirring the pot and, like, getting a lot of traction. I feel like Joe Budden, like, he ain't toxic. Like, he just there. Yeah, I mean, Joe Budden keeps it real. Real talk. He does. Um, I don't necessarily care for everything that he says, particularly like like him and Charlemagne have kind of like struck a nerve when they've both talked about logic from time to time and kind of like really, really disrespected him. (laughs) You know? I wouldn't say logic deserves it. He he doesn't. But I will say he might have brought it upon himself. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, at times, maybe. You know. Because Logic has had his ups, and they've been high. He's also had his downs, and they've been low. Yeah, that's true. What are, what are like the other throwaway topics I had that we didn't hit? Uh, let's see. It's like, what do you think about like, that black love like movement where it was like 
it was just people, like people that I knew. I was like, see, like they were like, if a black man doesn't date a black woman, or if a black woman doesn't date a black man, then they're basically saying that black people shouldn't be loved at all. And I'm like, wow, that sounds kind of Jim Crowy to me. Yeah, I don't agree with that whatsoever. You know, I feel like reverse Jim. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna date somebody, date who you date who you want. You know, I just feel this culture, this generation, man, it's it's so judgmental. We're just we're so judgmental for no reason. I feel like it gets to a point where it's like a lot of like, especially like the younger generation, can be like they're guilty of all the things they accuse everybody else of being. Because you can't call somebody racist, and then you say, and like this, like this was like my cousin, where I was like, yeah, I've dated outside my race before, and she said, well, that's basically just saying that, like you don't think black women have a right to be loved, and I looked at her for a minute, I'm like, what? <laughs> like. Like where's the I don't get the connect there. Like what do you mean? Like this Man. is coming from someone that's like I've dated like all different type of girls or I've talked. I wouldn't say dated. I had my whole face. I've moved on. I'm a better person now. I'm a leader. All right, my bad. Mm-hmm. I'm back. I had to go help my girlfriend. Sorry. Your girlfriend for my toes either. Oh, oh! I went outside and slides. Uh, I shouldn't have did that. <laughs> Yeah, it is snowing, ain't it? But um, yeah, we we had just said like, what? How do you feel about the the black love phenomenon? Where like there were like people going around talking about how if a black man doesn't date a black woman, and if a black woman doesn't date a black man, then it's basically saying how black people don't deserve to like have relationships and be what? Wait, say it again. My bad. <laughs> I got caught at the end. My grandma was talking to me. I got caught at the end. I heard something about black love, and we not we don't deserve it. What you mean? Basically, if you don't date inside your race, then you're saying that black people don't deserve to be loved, what? or you're a traitor. Like Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> My sister called me a traitor. I'm like, what? I mean, okay, I mean, that seems stupid. That seems stupid. Like, what if we just like, what if, what if we just like, like, like what if we, what if I just happen to meet, what if I just happen to meet a white or Asian or Puerto Rican, like whatever the case is, what if I just happen to meet a different type of female who just touches my soul, and I'm just like, hmm. I want them, but she ain't black, man. I but that's not know. what you're thinking. You're not thinking about the color of her skin when you with them. Yeah, it's like I'm because like I'm dating a black girl, but like I don't think about the color of her skin. I'm like, man, she's a has a great personality. To me, I'm just dating a girl. Yeah, that, I'm just. I think that's like the, one of the bigger problems. Like, we need to stop with all these labels, man. It's like racism will end once race has no meaning. So we need, like, how, like, the great Morgan Freeman once said that racism will end when I stop looking at you as a white man and you stop looking at me as a black man and we both look at each other just as men. Hmm. Hmm. That was wild. That was, like, I just looked for a while, like, are you for real? I thought she was, like, joking and you was gonna tell me sight. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. What other? Have you ever personally experienced racism before? No. I mean, I've had a time where I've walked past somebody's car and I heard it lock, but. 
But that's not racist. No, I've never actually dealt with any type of racist person. I've never, I've never presented myself to be thought of of like he's gonna hurt me or he's gonna do like they're gonna try to steal from me. I just like I'm just like everybody else. So I've never dealt with any type of uh, racist situations, or at least I don't think I have. Like maybe I did, and I wasn't aware of it. I don't know, but as far as like my knowledge goes, no. I've never. Yeah, I haven't either, really, to be honest. You know. Yes, I say racism doesn't exist, people. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, but like my experiences with like possible racism has come from like me being outwardly conservative as a black person. Like, okay. A lot of people call Republicans racist, but the only time I've been called a racial slur, it was by someone who was. I have a thought or I have an idea. I have this question now. Um, did I just lose my question? All right, so racism, okay, um, racial profiling. Now, taking this back to Cass Davis, you've seen the uh, specifically males, right? The males that we were around. Now, yeah, look at them. Look at uh, look at yourself as an individual. I look at us three. Mm-hmm. I look at them now. Would you be surprised if any of them, not necessarily your friends, but maybe, I don't know, any of them were virtually profiled? Like, I've seen a lot. I'm not saying, like, it's right or anything, but I've seen a few of them, like, walking around, got your cheeks out, don't know why. You you keep walking around with a hood on your head, don't know why. I mean, have I done it before? Yes. I'm a victim of the hoodie. But (laughs) I'm a victim. Like, I'm not. I've done it, too. Like as like, so, like maybe not the hoodie, like the pants, right? Like why are we sagging? Why are we acting like we outside? Why are we loud? Why are we like acting like we ain't got no sense? All right. So in situations like that, when you have people like that outside of school, are you really surprised when some racial profiling goes on? I think everybody does it though. I don't think like that's like I think that's I'm just... not concerned about everybody. I'm talking about the black people in perspective, black males specifically. Uh that's why I said, like, like no, I'm not surprised because, like, I I don't talk to people of like all different backgrounds, and I've been seeing some of them. They just be like living life, not giving a dang. I'm like, you know what? This is kind of the issue because you out here making it rough for all of us. <laughs> it's always that select few bad apples, you know. I'm not saying yeah. like carry yourself a specific way for a specific type of people. Like, be you, yeah. do you. But like I, I have a strong hate against the sagging thing. Um, Speaking of racism, let's talk about Nate Robinson for a moment. Man, man. <laughs> I think I think that shows you that black people racist against themselves because I ain't never seen somebody get disowned so but fast. Me, um, I, go ahead, go ahead. I ain't never seen a white man. Put an ass whooping on a black man like Nate, like Jake Paul did to Nate Robinson. Who? He, he, Jake Paul put the what happened? Put the pause on this, bro. Like, like, <laughs> it, it was so bad out there. I thought it was Rocky Four and Drago was knocking out Apollo Creed again. <laughs> That's basically what happened. Like, man, they had the memes ready in minutes. 
if he dies, he dies. Like, come on now. It was an hour and all the memes was prepared. I'm like, how? And like, the thing is, like, I'm not even like that mad. The, the, The thing that makes me like, you know what? And people make fun of you. I ain't really mad is. He went on Twitter. He's like, well, I'm about to rock the world. Or like, he's about to change the world or something right before he went into the match. I'm like, you know what? That's kind of, that's a, I think that's an example of hubris. He was a little too prideful coming in. And you got them few hits in, in like the first round. They wasn't really doing no damage. I mean, and then he just came in. Props to Jake Paul. Yeah, let's get it straight. Nate called Jake out. Yeah. So, Jake Jake was on it. You know, I salute him. You know, but as for that brother, my brother Nate Robinson, man. He need to just take a time out. He, he should have just stuck to basketball. <laughs> now, speaking of boxing, people was... People was real quick to be like, man, he he was he ain't even a boxer. Like, don't defend him. He started. Jake Paul is a YouTuber. Stop it. Speaking of boxing, did any, did y'all see the Mike Tyson, uh, Roy, right, Roy Jones? Oh, the the other half of that massacre. Yeah. All right. Grandpa, yeah. Man. Yeah. I, saw I it. didn't get it. I what happened? I was impressed um, with both sides, both Roy and. Uh, Mike looked great for their ages. Um, it went to a draw. Um, yeah. Is that what you think it was, or that's like I mean that's what everybody said it was. What do you like? What do y'all think result. it was? Ooh. Oh, oh, Floyd went easily. Like Roy just clinching. Like he was just like nah, nah. I <sighs> as far as who's more skilled. I would have to give it to Roy. Roy is a lot more skilled, a lot faster. Yeah. But but Mike is more of the better boxer. He just got the power. And he, it just, yeah. It's a truck. Yeah. You can't, um, can't stop a truck with an SUV. But before the match, for the match to end in a draw, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. They they both gave a lot each other a lot of respect afterwards, so that was good to see. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. funny. And like there was like an interview right before for like they was like talking to Roy and Tyson. They was like like Roy, are you afraid that you might get injured in this match? And they wasn't. They didn't ask no questions to Tyson. He was like, he's like, what about me? What about what if I get hurt? He only been retired for three years. I've been retired for like he said like ten or like I forget 15? how many. He's been 15. retired fifteen. Fifteen, yeah, that's what he said. Ain't nobody worried about me getting hurt. <laughs> but they called him Iron Mike Tyson. Like brother was brother was and still is chiseled at over fifty years of age. Like that, that makes no sense to me. He was just born an apex predator. <laughs> Now, I, I heard that uh, Jake was talking about because uh, he wanted his Nate, he wants to go against Conor McGregor now. I don't know about all that. <sighs> okay. I think okay. he might know a bit more than he can chew. Yeah. Going against Jake is really like going against Floyd, if we being honest. You think? I don't think I don't think he wanna I don't think he wanna do that. Like 
Because <laughs> yeah. while while Connor might nece- not necessarily be a because Connor took boxer, a break for a little while. Connor may not necessarily be a boxer, but he is still a fighter now. He's yeah, still he a is. professional fighter. So Jay Paul can try that if you want to, but uh I imagine he's like, you know what, I'll fight you UFC. Oh god. For you for you, you to be a person to go into UFC, you gotta just really be like, I'm throwing my life away. It's over. <laughs> but, uh, you just built like it. think about it. You about like, to go in here and get beat with bare hands. You getting beat with bare hands. You you okay with it? Like you walk out and say, they I just, got paid. They, they flying across the arena. They throwing kicks, punches. That's they are just a different type of people. Throwing kicks, punches, arm bars, everything goes. These uh, doing submissions. I'm like, oh. Wow. Speaking of fighting, he right. used to watch wrestling. I know y'all did. I I did. My brother did, and I, and I, I had to watch it. But I, I still do, technically. <laughs> I like the U- UFC though, stuff like that. I used to. Yeah, I still. Right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go. Ahead. My bad. I still do, technically, you know, but after. Two Sundays ago, at this point, um, yeah, I'm gonna stop watching. What happened? Kind of permanent. What happened? Uh, Undertaker officially retired. Oh yeah, I thought you. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, I would too. He was. A- yeah, and with and with that, my childhood is officially dead at this point. No pun intended, because he's you know <laughs> a dead man, right? But um, yeah. If y'all didn't know, which I really didn't, but he's my favorite wrestler ever. Point blank. And Rey Mysterio used to be my favorite. Undertaker was my favorite too. Yeah. I like Kane when he had to fire. Oh yeah. Undertaker, like his inch, like when he like came in. Whenever I play any type of wrestling game, I'm like I'm picking Undertaker just just to come in with all the smoke. Like can't like bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I I broke in to actually watching it around like 2007, 2008, that era. Mm-hmm. You know, back when you had like Cena. I was, I was oh nine. Batista. Yeah, around that era, like Jeff Hardy was big. Mm-hmm. Triple H was big. Shawn yeah. Michaels was also a favorite of mine. Shawn oh, Michaels is dope. Dope. He's top five for me. I like Sheamus. He was cool. <laughs> don't say don't get Listen. I just like the you but like Batista, Shawn Michaels. Um I want I don't I don't want I wanna say Edge, but then I don't want to say Edge. I didn't really care for John Cena. Because, I don't know, I just saw everybody flocking to him, so I just saw everybody else. Yeah. Well, see, for, well, see, for me, I didn't watch Raw. I was a SmackDown guy. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I grew up watching. So, on SmackDown, all you saw was Undertaker and Jeff Hardy and Edge and Batista and Triple H from time to time. I knew of Shawn Michaels, but that's because of, like, the older stuff. Yeah. 
same way I knew about Bret Hart and Stone Cold oh, yeah. and The Rock. Yeah. You know. I stopped watching it once I was told it was fake. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, oh, for real? Oh, yeah. God? <laughs> yeah. Nah, we done. Listen, I mean, listen, listen. I mean, listen. it makes sense. Like, listen. how many times can you get thrown outside the ring or into a table or get hit with a chair? They're like, "Oh, he good, he good." It's it's a different. Okay, here's the thing. It's a difference between fake and scripted, right? Yeah, you know, wrestling is nowhere near fake. Let's let's get let's get that mentality out of our heads you know real talk people have died from being in the ring yeah both from being in actual matches with and dealing with like concussions and stuff like that chair shots to the head all of that you know i don't know how you sign up to get hit with a chair i don't know how you just like you look at the contract like i'm fine with this People get hit in the head with chairs. They get put through tables. They get fall off ladders. They get thrown off cages. Like this stuff, you can't fake the any of that. Yeah, you can't fake any of that whatsoever. You know, he just be like, wow. So the notion, so the notion that wrestling is fake, I always was like, get out of here, son. Nah, (laughs) like it's not fake. It's as in as in it's like. The matches are throwing punches. No, yeah, the for me, the matches are just pre-planned. For me, yeah, I wasn't someone who really watched the shows. I was more so the person that bought the games. That's how I was introduced. That's why I said oh nine because I was the that was the game that I got. I was introduced to it through the games. The shows, I yeah. like. I would watch them sometimes, but it was never because like I woke up like, yeah, I wanted to see this. No, it was because somebody else I knew was watching it. So I came into it yeah. through the games, and that's how I got yeah. into like watching it, and then I just stopped watching it entirely. So when I was told it was fake, I didn't question it. It was like, okay, that's what it is. Yeah, pretty much the same for me. So like the first ever game that I had was SmackDown versus Raw, two thousand eight. And that I had that originally on the PS2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and that game. A lot of people hate that hate that one in particular for many reasons, and I understand that. But for me, it holds a special place, and I love it. Um, eventually, I got it on the 360, and I got a bunch of other ones too. Like I. I damn near got everyone in the series. Jesus Christ. That's how heavy I was into this. Okay. I got, I bought every DVD set that they had put out with all of the greatest matches and stuff like that. I was heavy into it. Okay. Okay. I looked it up. I looked it up. Now, the one I had, I had 09, but the one I started with was 08. 08. Yeah. Yeah. 08 was a good one. To me, at least. I didn't do... I don't know. I didn't ever play uh, 06, though. I never played any of them that came after 10. Except, like, 17 with my little brother. But I never played any of them. Yeah, so all of the 2K games, I have 
I've had all of them except for 16. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, that's literally the only thing I truly, like, keep up with is the games. You know? But 2K20 was not good. Don't waste your time. Yeah. yeah. Don't waste your time on it at all. Everything that had 2020 on it just caught L. <laughs> like, like I, when I tell y'all, I bought DLC for this game. <laughs> Thinking that it was going to be just this the best, and then it wasn't. You said all oh, the lies, the pain. That's what I'm moving. I spent, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I spent 60 bucks <laughs> on a digital copy. Dang. Plus 15 extra bucks for Can't the DLC. Destroy the disc. That's $75 on one game. And it's a game that's crap. How do you think that makes me feel? Dog, that's that's exactly why I don't play any of the like two K like basketball, wrestling, Madden. Yeah. I don't touch any of those. Never, never. Like I haven't done that in years. It's just a flop waiting to happen. Yeah. Like NBA Playgrounds is the only saving grace because that's like NBA Jam in a way. Yeah. You know. That's why like all of the yeah. Uh, all of the like games I play, all the games I pr- I be playing on like the y- YouTube and stuff. That's just strict, like st- only like single player probably. It won't be no sports, nothing like that. Spider Man, that's yeah. me. Dark Siders, that's me. WWE, no. Madden, I-, I might play Madden. I like football. I might play Madden. They need to remaster some of the Maddens. Yeah, like Madden 04. They need to like really consider that. What's the first two K NBA like the NBA games that you played? I started off with the GOAT. Two K eleven. Let me see. I know this I know the cover of the one I played. I don't remember what it looked like though. Like two K eleven is probably the best and most iconic one. Two K seven is my first one. Oh, wow. Didn't they have like Shaq on the cover? Yeah, yeah. I, the reason why I played is because my auntie's husband had it, and he had a he had a PS2. I didn't play 2K. I don't consider it a real video game. <laughs> he had a PS2, and I played it, and that was my first 2K game that I've ever played. All right, guys. I think it's a good time to wrap it up here. I think we had a really yeah, good conversation. I think we we did. Like, yeah, I didn't expect it to go that long. But uh, yeah, I want to tell everyone, thank you guys for watching the show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hope you see us next time. I think next time we might be, we're either going to do, I think either like a war on masculinity or a war on femininity. That depends on which bet, which guess we get. Uh, but yeah, I think um, a good time to tell you for, uh, so far our outros, like if you just want to like, if you're currently like doing a project or anything you want people to like pay attention to, you can talk about that. If you want to link your social media, Anything like that, just to let people know if you want them to continue to follow you on your journey, where they can reach you at. Um, follow me on Instagram if you would like. Um, at D underscore rec W R E C K dot sixteen. 
Um, yeah, that's it. And you can follow, follow yeah, me on YouTube can. at Prince Kimani. Follow me on Instagram at Baghead Acrylics. Gaming, music, any of that. My personal Instagram is a very difficult name. I'm not going like, to go through that, but... You guys can follow me at Our American Podcast. Not Our American. Every time. At, you can follow me on Instagram at Our American Promises. And you can follow us on the American, not the American Promise, but the Rebranding American Culture YouTube channel. That's where these places are going to go. I'm going to link everybody's stuff in the description. want to thank you guys so much for watching. This was episode two. We out of here. Thank you.